Well, folks, Shaw Jerry Adams Arish, August Mars Gratis Ulagum, Goel Shimsha, Gumoy. And uh, just continuing the little thread around the old words that we used to say a lot and don't often use them or don't use all of them nowadays. So my, my friend Emma McCardle sent me some of her old words from South Armagh. So here we go. Wished, be quiet, hell your wish, which is a, an instruction, say nothing. Quit the crack, stop telling me this terrible story. Don't hang me, don't give me away, don't tell on me. Give the deadener to shock. Hedges and ditches, this must be a relatively recent one. Benson and Hedges, cigarettes. Bullifants, very drunk. Banjaxed, racked or exhausted. Bonte, not moving well. A bonte wheel or a bonte leg. Bonte ho, a very bad skyward kick in uh, football. Lante, go fast. Give her lante, drive fast. Wet the tea, make the tea. Sucking diesel, having good luck. Now we're sucking diesel, you boy. Pennies from heaven. Finding the thing you were looking for. Chewing the cud. Ruminating. Doze. Bad uh, sickness. She's an awful doze on her. Also uh, an annoying person. Codding. Joking. Donkeys. Ages from donkeys' ages, meaning a long time. Hames. A mess. You mean to read hames of that, you boy? Dead on. Do you like my... Says her my accent. Dead on, grand or fine or sound. Up the high dough, very excited. On top of your head, to be very busy. I remember an old friend of mine actually used to have an expression, he's also from Says her Every rooster has his own dunkle. Dunkle is a dung heap, so it was a put down for people who were too full of themselves. Every rooster has its own dung heap. According to Emma, the next few words are peculiar to the Cross McLean area, and she says they come from traveller language, which is called gammon or cant. Now, incidentally, I read somewhere that the form of English spoken even to this day in Cross McLean is similar to that which was used by William Shakespeare. So cant is back chat. That's enough cant out of you. Fiend is a boy. Boer is a girl. Golia, a child. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yak is to steal. Munya is great. Rulia, crazy. It can be good or bad. Uh, we were Rulia with the drink or he was going Rulia. Keen is a house. Rog, a car. And then she, she also sent a wee rhyme that her father used to say. Maybe he still says it. He's alive yet. Uh, when I was a lad, and so was me dad, I jumped onto the beanstalk 
The beanstalk being so full, I jumped on the roaring bull. The roaring bull being so fat, I jumped onto the gentleman's hat. The gentleman's hat being so fine, I jumped onto the bottle of wine. The bottle of wine being so clear, I jumped onto the bottle of beer. The bottle of beer being so thick, I jumped onto the oak stick. The oak stick being so narrow, I jumped onto the wheel of the barrow. The wheel of the barrow began to wheel, so I jumped onto the horse's heel. The horse's heel began to crack, so I jumped onto the horse's back. The horse's back began to bend, so I jumped onto the turkey hen. The turkey hen began to lay, and I got an egg for me to. So, Shane, go to Margaret, Emma. There's a couple of words from South Armand. If you've any yourself, from wherever you come, these dialectic words, mostly from Ulster, but anywhere else on the island, just drop us a wee note, and we'll uh, produce them here. It's interesting just to keep the the uh, memory of it all going. And uh, I just want to deal with a, a a serious matter, and that's the Irish government's recent two-year term on the UN Security Council which has just come to an end. And Michal Martin, now the Tanishta and Tanishta and Minister for Foreign Affairs, he claimed last week that the government had achieved some good, real and tangible results. And he uh, pointed out as evidence of this to the UN role in providing humanitarian aid to Syria and challenging Russia over the invasion of Ukraine. Now, the Irish government's role in addressing these matters is is welcome. But the reality is that it's time when the Security Council failed to match the ambitious targets it set two years ago. Its most obvious failure has been to provide or not to provide leadership against Israel's apartheid policies towards the Palestinian people. In recent months, Israeli actions have resulted in hundreds of Palestinian deaths, especially of children. Last week, the new Israeli government, led by Benjamin Netanyahu, announced further measures against Palestinians. And this followed the Palestinian Authority's success in getting the UN to agree to ask the International Court of Justice to draft a legal opinion regarding the Israeli government's conduct in the Palestinian territories. Now, the new Israeli sanctions include freezing Palestinian construction on much of the West Bank, while its forces destroy Palestinian homes. They've also cleared the way for further illegal settler construction in the West Bank. Almost 10 years ago, the Oireachtas voted in support of the Irish government officially recognising the state of Palestine and providing official embassy status to the Palestinian mission in Dublin. None of this was done. The Irish government has also refused to enact the Occupied Territories Bill, which makes it illegal to trade with and give economic support to illegal settlements and territories deemed occupied under international law. And this is an international position, but it is, I suppose, most notably aimed at Israeli settlements.
Irish government's done nothing about that. And the foreign policy under Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil policy has been to turn a blind eye to the increasingly apartheid policies of the Israeli state. The Irish government had the opportunity to provide real leadership during its time on the UN Security Council. It had the opportunity to challenge Israelis' apartheid policies and to defend the rights of the Palestinian people. It failed to do that. And Michal Martin knows that. He should hang his head in shame. And finally, just uh, reflecting and uh, over the Christmas period, I've been to a lot of funerals. And it seems somebody from my circle of friends and comrades or associates or neighbours, someone is dying every week this last wee while. And sometimes more often than that, I console myself by reminding myself that it's the age I'm at. People were always dying. That's part of the circle of life. But now I notice it more because it's also part of my circle, my own we peer group. When RG and I were exiled in Dublin for almost a decade, I lost a lot of my social contact with Belfast, including news of the deaths of people I knew. And finding out afterwards that someone had died used to annoy me greatly, especially if it was long after their funeral, or if I heard about their demise by accident. I used to hate that. But now that I'm out of the capital, that's less of a problem. But it's been replaced with another problem. Too many funerals. Too often. Funerals are also where we meet people we haven't seen in a while. Sometimes it's the only place we see them. Fran McCann is the worst person to fall into company with at a funeral. Now he's great, great company. And I, and I love meeting up with him. But at a funeral, he gets me into trouble. He always has a funny story or two to tell, usually against himself. So before you know it, you're grinning widely or worse still, guffawing loudly during what is after all a solemn or sad occasion. Fra's like that. He never seems to let things get on top of him. Others are less effervescent. When some old chums of mine bump into each other these days, the discussion usually starts with a medical update, talk about backs, sore limbs and worse. And that's for those who can hear each other. A typical conversation? Was he sick? No. Who says? Sue says. Sue who? Sue watching my caller. Who? Sue says Tommy's on demand. Tommy who? Tommy Gomoy. Who said that? Who said what? And so it goes on. Their focus is on scale about who is in hospital or just out of hospital or on their way into hospital. And it reminds me of conversations I used to hear among older people when I was a youngster. Some of my pals have become obsessed by these issues. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but RG has noticed it, so that's proof that it's true. And when I try to ease the conversation gently to more positive issues, there's always someone who wants to remind us all of the challenges of living, especially for 50-year activists. 
or for some of us, almost 60-year activists. And maybe that's natural, also part of the old aging process. One of my more geriatric buddies is the devil for it. I've learned not to ask him how he is, because if you ask him how he is, he will tell in minute detail and at great length exactly how afflicted he is. But there's no harm in him. Thankfully, hypochondria isn't contagious. Me? I've learned that age does not come on its own. So I'm just glad to be alive and delighted that some of my nearest and dearest Karja are pottering along despite our flaws and still defiant and still delinquent. Martin Forrest put it well one day. Don't let the old man in, he told me. That's Clint Eastwood's secret. Martin is right. So was Clint Eastwood. Live in the moment and give thanks for it. Enjoy life and those we meet along the way, including those who we don't like or who don't like us. Put up with their awkward ways. Don't ever forget they put up with us and our awkward ways. Live in the nowness. And remember, don't let the old man in or the old woman. So Shania Harja, Nuriyanta, Livsha, Arish. I thought we would give the uh, Clancy brothers a go just in keeping with this little piece about life and death. And this is an old song called Isn't It Grand, Boys? When Saltas, Gunyirianta, Latsa, August Livsha. Slan, Gujo. Ha! 
at the preacher Bloody sanctimonious Isn't it grand, boys, to be bloody Yeah. 